0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to week five of Drink, drink Read, Fabio. Fabio. I did it that time. I'm so proud. I'm on time with Kate. <laughs> I'm Kate Brimmer. And I'm Sophia Kaioffis. And we are your hosts for tonight as
1: always. Yes, Drink, Read, Fabio is a podcast where we give you book recommendations and along with the book we give you a drink that is going to equip you to um, battle the next section <laughs> through this ridiculous um silly romance book that we read those fabio type stories we
0: read it so that you don't have to
1: exactly (laughs) so this week is my week to give the book recommendation and create the drink and the book that i'm recommending this week is the seven husbands of evelyn hugo by taylor jenkins reed which is one of my favorite books like of all time it's so good um I am in the process of reading it for the second time. And basically what it's about is um, Evelyn Hugo. She is an old Hollywood actress and she's very famous for how beautiful she is um, and just her, the roles that she stars in, but also that she um, has married seven men. Um, so the book starts off with us meeting um, Monique Grant in the present day. And she is not a big writer, but she is asked by Evelyn, Hugo, Evelyn Hugo's team to write um, for her. And we don't know what yet. She thinks it's just a story about this like dress auction she's doing. And Monique shows up and Evelyn is like, okay, I want you to write the story of my life. And Monique is like, um, what, me? why Mm -hmm. and she's like once I tell you my story you will realize why but I you know I want you to do this and she hasn't told anybody her story ever so this is a huge deal that she's being is the one that she chose to do this and so the book goes through basically from start to finish of Evelyn's career um and we learn about her entire life and it has it touches on like the issues with um, gender equality, not being equal in old Hollywood, um, sexuality, race, and it's just such a good story. The ending will make you cry, but it's really, it's such a good book.
0: It is such a good book. There's so many twists and turns, mm-hmm. and it really takes you through a whole journey that you don't expect from just reading the first couple chapters, which I love. Yeah.
1: And all the characters are so lovely. Like, Evelyn's not particularly likable, but you learn to love her through her story. And then you find out why Monique is writing it. And it's crazy! (laughs) So, you guys have to read it. Um, We're gonna be creating a green um, sour apple drink today because Evelyn's um, signature color is green. So we are going to start off with our shaker. She's brought the back shake again. She's um, Okay. So first we are going to do two ounces of this sour apple um, liqueur. And you want the green one, of course. Okay, so we just put four ounces, but that's for the both of us. And now we're going to do Two ounces of vodka, well each. (laughs) Okay, and then one ounce of apple juice each. And then half an ounce, which I think is this guy. Oh. Yes, it's that guy. Of lemon juice. Lemon juice. Okay, now we shake a shake a shake a. Okay, before I shake, we forgot to mention our great t-shirts we're wearing, so go to YouTube if you want to see what they look like, Um, but my lovely boyfriend, Grant, got us these matching Fabio shirts that say, read at the top, and say, Fabio for America's Libraries, and have Fabio with him reading Jaws.
0: (laughs) Our mascot, Fabio. Our mascot, Yeah. (laughs) So shout out to Grant for these awesome T-shirts. We love them. Yes, I don't remember where they're from at the moment, I but
1: we will we'll put where they're from in the description. Okay, let's shake these things.
0: Shake, 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 I think that was good. I think it was really good. Ooh, spooky, Pretty.
1: A light green Spooky. color, Spooky. you know, kind of spring, but also kind of Halloween. Yeah. Get yourself an apple garnish. So I just cut apples in the little guy. You'll see it in the video. And if you don't want them to brown, put lemon juice on. If you're serving it at like a party or something. It tastes um. like a green dollar green Yeah. It's strong. It's strong, boy. She's strong. So
0: this is a sipper. A si- <laughs> this is a sipper, boy. I feel uh. like I want a separate glass to pour this in, so I don't have to worry every time. I, I don't get TV glasses. We have to go. Yeah, we'll be like dogs. Thumbnail.
1: Oh yeah, you don't like sour candies. <laughs> I hate sour. candies. So honestly, this is not a drink this for is you. Not a
0: drink for me. But you She's know,
1: like. I'm. I... I'm like hiding
0: my cringe. <laughs> I'm
1: like, yeah! Yeah, I forgot you hate sour things. I okay. love sour candy, so this is good for me, but
0: all right. Are yeah. we ready? Yes, we are ready! Let's get into it because let me tell you, this one was a roller coaster. Oh. Really? Um, let me show you the cover first, which is super fun. <laughs> <laughs> this week I chose One Indecent Night. Yes. The cover is a lovely man with his dress shirt unbuttoned with a tie wrapped or draped around his shoulders. Yes. Yes. One Indecent Night. Bye. Bye. A.M. Hargrove. Perfect. What does it say right there? Forbidden or not, she was already mine. Ooh. (laughs) We're in for a treat. We're in for a treat. All right. Let's get ready. So... Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start out by saying this is going to sound very shocking as I go about the story. Okay. Because it is shocking and it was shocking to read. Mm, um, it's kind of an everything but the kitchen sink romance novel. Also, fix. I just wanna point out before we start that there were 10 sex scenes in the whole book. Ten. Jesus Christ. Which I think is the most I've ever read. And they weren't. They weren't even good. <laughs> okay, like tell us a little bit. Like, why weren't they good? They were only, each one was probably only about a page to so two just pages. not realistic. Not realistic and very to the point. There is no lead up or anything. It's just like, all right, here we go. Our main characters are Sylvie, a therapist at a rehab center who is a bit jaded on love, and okay. Evan, a multimillionaire business owner who basically owns the world. They make it seem in this book like he owns everything. Jeff Bezos. Honestly, it's Jeff Bezos. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It gets to a point where it's just too much. Good. Anyway, so we start by meeting Sylvie the morning after a one-night stand with her cousin's best friend, Evan. So we start the book with them already having slept together. Oh. Mm -hmm. She doesn't remember most of the night and kicks him out right after she wakes up the next morning. Evan is already head over heels in love with her. He leaves this one-night stand knowing he wants to marry her. He's like, this is the one for me. Yeah, she doesn't remember us sleeping together, but she was crazy in bed. We're going to get married. What? She goes to work the next day, and he sends a huge bouquet of roses to her desk. And her first instinct was like, whoa, this is crazy, and ignores all of his calls because he keeps calling her work. He doesn't have her phone number, so he just keeps calling her workplace. Mm -hmm. And she tells her receptionist, Don't answer. I'm ignoring him. Um, And every day sends her another fancy gift to her desk every single morning. It's like uh, Fifty Shades of (laughs) Grey. Yes. (laughs) And after a week of her not responding, her receptionist refuses to hang up on him. And so she finally has to talk to him where he asks her on a date. And she accepts because he says the only way you're getting your underwear back from that night is if you go on this date with me. Okay, I would be like, I don't really love
1: your underwear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can keep it. I don't care. So she agrees. Oh, okay. It's a big deal. A big deal. She needs that underwear. It's she her
0: favorite pair. Exactly. From Victoria's Secret, okay? So they go on their first date. Uh, he sends her a huge box of expensive lingerie underwear right before. Oh my they go gosh. to be like, here's your underwear back in more. Wink, wink. Okay. Picks her up in a limo. Takes her to a super. Like prom. I guess. He rides around in a limo with a driver. All everywhere. The time. Everywhere. That's, That's, like how yes. That's how he's a star. Yes. That's all he gets around. He calls his driver. Okay, good. Um, and takes her to a super exclusive restaurant that he owns. Then they go out to drinks after to the club that he owns. Okay. Which. <laughs>
1: sure.
0: Then, at the end of the night, he asks her to go back with him to his place, which she declines. She's like, it's not time yet,
1: but good I had idea. a wonderful night. Okay, good for you, girl.
0: Yes. So, um, remember when I said that Evan is the best friend of Sylvie's cousin? Mm-hmm. Sylvie and her cousin are very close. Girl Sil- cousin, boy cousin? Boy cousin. Okay. Boy cousin. His name is Pearson. Pearson. So, Sylvie's cousin Pearson is pissed because Evan has a reputation of being a huge player. Okay. So, Pearson storms over to Sylvie's house and starts banging on the door so hard that for some reason... Like, he's apparently going really hard at this door because she opens the door and he punches her in the nose. (gasps) And breaks her nose. So bad. That's... I know. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: What? doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) How you
0: can bang a door so hard that you... Break someone's nose so bad that she has to go into immediate plastic surgery that night. She said, mmm, nose job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he she's she's like, like oh, honestly, her? thanks, Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> he drove her to the emergency room where she had to get immediate surgery on her nose. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> so Evan goes to convince Pearson to let him date her, sees Sylvie's face, and then immediately, is like, oh my gosh, I, so, what has happened to you? Let me take care of you, blah, blah, blah. And, like, babies her like they're already dating. Weird. And then Evan asks her on a second date, which she accepts. Okay. So, on this mm-hmm. date, he takes her to the Empire State Building first, because okay. they're in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, then on his private yacht that he owns, to circle around the Statue of Liberty. Then to a Broadway show. And then to a fancy dinner. Okay. Um, so quite a date. I would like that date. And because it's the second date, when he asks her back to his place, she's like, you know what? Yes. It's the second It's the second date. Let's go. Um, so they go back to his place, which is a New York penthouse on top of a building that he owns with his own staff and personal chef. So <laughs> oh all gosh. of a sudden she gets super shy. That she's there with him.
1: And so he's like,
0: you know what? Let me run you a bath. And we'll get into this huge, luxurious bathtub together. So they get into the bath. And then they get it on. Wait. Why did they take a bath? To calm her down. Because she got super shy. Oh. So she's like, I'm really anxious. I need a bath. Here, right now. (laughs) She's like, I'm feeling kind of nervous now. And he was like would you like me to run you a bath to calm you down? And she's like, yeah. And he, he, he starts taking his clothes off. He's like, if I take my clothes off first, I get to take yours off. And then Did he just assume
1: that she wanted it, him to get in the bath with her? She's like, no, I just want to do this alone. <laughs> <laughs> she's I, like, I'm um, this fancy apartment. She was into it,
0: so whatever. You, you know. Get it on. Okay. So... After this wonderful date, they sleep in his bed together. They wake up the next morning. And he asked her to go on vacation with him to his tropical island for Thanksgiving. Okay. And she says yes, but he needs to meet her parents first. Because her parents are going to be really upset that she's not there for Thanksgiving. Sure. (laughs) So they first go to Sylvie's parents' house. And both parents are super nice, but Sylvie's mom seems kind of forgetful and off, which is Mm -hmm. kind of weird. And then after, they go and meet Evan's parents. And they also approve. Okay. So, after they meet the parents, she sleeps over the night before the trip so that they can go to the airport together. They go to his private jet where they then join the Mile High Club. Oh. And their vacation is basically a dream of Evan being super rich and them having sex. Okay, good. Yeah. So, they come back. Everything's wonderful. Um... And then right after dropping her off at her place, he calls her saying he already misses her. He professes his love to her, asks her to move in with him, and basically proposes. Already? Yeah. Two dates and a trip. And they want. he says, move in with me. And I'm in love with you. Also, I'm going to marry you. Oh, my gosh. So she says that she loves him, too. And will move in with him, even though she has a... Hour commute to work. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> a few days later, living with him, Sylvie wakes up super nauseous.
1: <gasps>
0: yep. Oh and so she gets to the office and it's coming in waves and her coworker makes her take a pregnancy test, even though she was on the pill. And she's pregnant. Yep. <laughs> she's pregnant. This book is crazy. <laughs> And this is what she says. She thinks, I couldn't even get a glass of wine or a shot of liquor for the matter. Being pregnant sucks balls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. She's like, I'm stressed. I want to drink.
1: But I can't because I'm pregnant.
0: Evan flips shit when she tells him and thinks that she lied to him and that she's doing this for his money. So they fight about it. She gets really upset. He gets mad at her. Yeah. She tells him that she's pregnant. And he's like, You didn't you told me you were on the pill. You told me that you were protected. It's your fault for getting pregnant. And she's like, Whoa, it took two to tango. Oh. And he apologizes, being like, I just get nervous because I'm I don't rich. Want, I'm rich. <laughs> and I don't want people to take advantage of my money. Um I mean so, I get it, but you did
1: propose to her after two dates in a trip so if you were that concerned about it then why
0: did you like do it that quickly it's ridiculous (laughs) okay anyway so they make up but her mom is super religious so Sylvie's really really scared to tell her so they decide to tell her dad first okay (laughs) they invite her dad over and tell him he is furious and demands that they marry before the baby is born but Sylvie says no I don't want to be pregnant for my wedding which I get Yeah. Her father admits that he thinks her mom has dementia. What? This is random. Okay. Because remember I said at Thanksgiving she seemed a little bit forgetful and off. Oh. So apparently it's been getting worse. And he, again, it came kind of out of nowhere. But he goes, I think your mom has dementia. And I don't think we should tell her quite yet because she's already been really all over the place. Yes. Yeah. So, they decide to tell the whole family at Christmas dinner. <laughs> um, that seems without the
1: mom or with the with mom. the mom there. Oh, so in front of everybody, they yes. think that's the best that's the way best to way do, way do to it. Yeah, I'm gonna. She's it. really stressed, so we're just gonna tell her in front of every single one of our family members. Yeah, that's really smart.
0: So for Christmas, we're gonna jump to Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and so Evan wants to do a little thing with Just Silver for Christmas Eve. And give her all of her presents so that they can spend Christmas with the family. Mm-hmm. So he um, buys Sylvia a house for Christmas okay. so that they can live in a house where their commutes are even. So they both have a 30-minute commute to work. Okay. And he also buys her a new car and a diamond necklace. Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
1: This is really Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: I know. He goes over to Sylvia's parents' place for Christmas, and her mom is acting very confused, and ends up passing out. Oh, I know. So they rush her to the hospital. And they find out that she has a huge brain tumor, and they find out that it's cancer.
1: <gasps> okay, well, this shifted. Oh, yeah. This took turns. Oh, yeah. We said romance, sexy romance. No cancer. cancer. She dies.
0: <gasps> During surgery. That was a lot. It, within a couple of days, they find out she has a brain tumor. They put her into emergency surgery, and then she dies during the surgery. Ooh. And they never told her that she was pregnant. <gasps> I thought she did not in front of the family at Christmas. Nope, they didn't get to it because her mom passed out. Oh, <gasps> Oh, that's... Why did the author do that? I know. That's really sad. It's really sad. That literally
1: didn't need to happen at all.
0: It didn't. (laughs) They are all sad. Of course. The funeral happens and Sylvie falls into a deep depression. For obvious reasons. Yeah. And she's also pregnant, so the pregnancy hormones are really on edge. Yes. They finally tell everybody about the baby. And (laughs) this is what they call the unborn baby here's a quote for you if I keep eating like this I'll have 50 pounds to lose after Nubbin is born Nubbin? Nubbin! she calls her unborn child Nubbin (laughs)
1: where'd she get Nubbin from?
0: just like a nub she just started calling it Nubbin (laughs) Nubbin cleared his throat that's weird that's what she called it before she told me I call it baby she poked me (laughs) in the chest no you don't You call me baby. (gasps) (laughs) I can't. Isn't that bad? Yeah, that's really cringe. So Evan sees that her whole family is so distraught. So he thinks, I'm going to make everybody feel better and take everyone on a ski trip to my house in Colorado. So the whole family packs the rags and goes to Evan's mansion in Colorado to go skiing. With his pregnant wife. Why would you choose skiing when yeah. you a pregnant wife? We should do like a relaxing beach vacay. Not skiing. Take some skiing. Oh he <laughs> makes really poor choices. Don't but the whole family rich. The whole family is very happy to be there. So that's good. Because obviously every choice he makes is celebrated in this book. We love men. Yeah. Everything they do is great. They come home. They go to Sylvie's next ultrasound, and lo and behold, they find out they're not just having one baby. They're having twins. This is too (laughs) much.
1: Twins, so it's nubbins. (laughs) Nubbins.
0: They move into their new house, and she gets to furnish it, which she's having a great time doing. So at the end of the book, she ends up having two twin boys and naming them George and Gregory after their parents' dads. So her and Evan's dads, which I think that would could have been a missed opportunity for the author to make them girls and name it after the dad. I dead know, mom. that's
1: what I was thinking. Just but no,
0: John and Gregory. Okay, good. <laughs> after the fathers, so they give birth to the twins, and a couple months later decide it's a great idea to pack these infants up and take them on another family trip to Colorado. <laughs> with the babies, but don't worry, they have nannies and babysitters coming with them. Why Colorado again? Like <laughs> he's literally like a bazillionaire. They could go to like Paris. I don't anywhere. anywhere. his tropical island that he owns. Colorado's amazing, but he could go anywhere. Because Evan is planning to throw a surprise wedding for Sylvie. What girl wants a surprise wedding?
1: Yeah, no, none. I mean. Unless it's a girl that's like really low like very low key and like is like
0: chill. But have no say in your own wedding. Yeah. Ridiculous. He proposes there, hands her a wedding dress that he picked out. So and oh gosh. Has this whole thing set up and says, Oh, you're gonna marry me? Sweet, we're gonna do it right now. And so of course she is just overjoyed she's like what we're getting married right now who what girl is like yeah it didn't it made no sense but i'm like but it happened and they got married and they were so happy of course the end that's it that's the end of the book
1: oh that is crazy i know okay (laughs) that it's your questions. That's it? That's it. They just get married and
0: everything's great and that's just their lives? Yeah. There was, when I'm telling you, there was zero description in this book. I don't know. Actually, I do know how they got to 500 pages. Yeah. Why is it so, so chunk? 400. It's 400 pages. But still, they got to this much because of all the twists and turns. All the crazy twists and turns. But each twist and turn was like three or four pages. Five. There's no descriptions. And nothing was ever too deep. They would have fights sometimes, but the fights would be over stupid things. As in, he offers to pay off her mortgage and she gets mad at him. He's like, I'm going to cover your mortgage. She's like, why wouldn't you think that I could pay my own mortgage? I could pay my own mortgage. Why are you upset with me? But you know she's
1: okay with him planning the whole wedding and picking
0: out her dress and all of it. Like, right? I don't... Confusing. no it was ridiculous the whole read <laughs> this is what the dad said at the funeral this is the only part that almost made me cry oh almost the m- only meaningful part. the only meaningful part the fa- the um husband of the wife said the day you left me cindy my heart cracked in two one half will always be missing because it went to heaven to be with you but isn't that
1: sweet yeah that is very sweet sad it is sad that literally didn't need to happen at all. No. She should have developed more about the relationship with the guy than adding that whole drama about the mom in there. If it wasn't even going to resolve in a way that, like, is like oh, I get why she put that in there. Exactly.
0: So, anyway, I have my top three moments okay. that really made me giggle or laugh, and then I do have an honorable mention at the end. Okay, so... Here they are. Oh. Go for it. Me. These, these. Those three, so this, okay. this is the first one.
1: When things calmed down, I kissed her, really kissed her, as though I never wanted to let her go. She was the brightest star in the sky, and no one like Sylvie had ever impacted me like this before. It's a dream come true. Sylvie, you're my dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> he also
0: wrote
1: that. Woo. You're my shining star. You are the brightest star in the sky. And <laughs> you my dream come true, Sylvie. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. All right, number two. What if mom and dad hated him? But why would they? He was honest, sexy, caring, <laughs> sexy, honorable, sexy, principled, sexy, sincere, sexy, trustworthy, and sexy. Because their parents care if he's sexy. This was
0: in the book! <laughs> author chose to write that sentence
1: she goes he was honest rich caring rich honorable
0: rich <laughs> that's the realty <laughs> don't worry though multiple times in the book she goes his money doesn't mean anything to me i don't care about his money
1: of course it doesn't of course it doesn't girl of course it doesn't okay i heard the phrase my heart soared before, but I'd always thought it was a ridiculous one. Now I knew it was real because mine was flying around the room, bumping the ceiling right now. Oh Are you crying? <laughs> Just come to me, babe, and I'll brush those tears
0: away. Oh, good. Just come to
1: me, babe.
0: Just come to me, babe. I'll wipe those tears Bumping away. the
1: ceiling? I've never
0: heard anyone say that before. What is it again?
1: Bumping the ceiling.
0: Oh, yeah. My heart was flying around the room, bumping the ceiling. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. This, and this is a, from his perspective. A dude was thinking that in his mind. All right. And here's, I need to give a little bit of backstory for the honorable mention. Okay. Um, this is when in the middle of them going at it. And I want you to guess what she is doing to him and why they described it in this way. So read it to me first.
1: I showed him how much I appreciated my gift by walking him to the couch and giving my best Dyson lollipop combo imitation ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm guessing she's giving him a blowjob. Dyson lollipop? I know Dyson is the vacuum, but
0: Dyson lollipop. They kept comparing blowjobs to a Dyson (laughs) multiple times in the book. Will that be painful? (laughs) I thought it was so funny. They never, because most of the times when they would have sex, it was always him doing stuff to her. And anytime she'd do anything to him, it was one sentence, and it was something with the word Dyson in it. A.M.
1: Hargrove said, Gluck Gluck 3000, out the window. We've got Dyson lollipop combo.
0: (laughs) They would go into detail about the things he would do to her. And then that was it for him. That was all the description you got. I mean, if Which she's writing this for a woman. That's the one thing they got right about writing yeah. for a woman. But anyway, that is one indecent night. <laughs> that was the book I'm ready to rate. This was a hot mess. This was a hot mess. Imagine reading all 400 pages of that book.
1: Yeah. Oh no. I
0: don't think I've ever read a romance novel with that amount of sex scenes and that amount of bombs dropped within no. 10 pages. You're really mm-hmm.
1: going to throw cancer into a book like this? Like, <laughs> it's
0: unnecessary.
1: It it's truly is. It's truly
0: unnecessary. Anyway, how we rate our books is from slightly buzzed, tipsy, drunk, stumbling, blackout. And I. And the rating is. I'm so sorry, A. M. Hargrove, but you are a blackout. <gasps> you. <laughs> oh! I just need the like horn sound that's like, bum, bum! you know that one? Just make it.
1: Um, how does it go? It's like, you know, it's like, it's like the one that they do at sports games. We're not sports people. <laughs> blackout. Blackout. It's our first blackout. First
0: blackout, everyone. A.M. Hargrove,
1: you have created history today. First blackout. So you should be proud of something.
0: I honestly do not know. I'm really sorry, author. I'm sure you put a lot of love into this book. Yes. I don't know how it is a series. Yes. If you love the drama, it's for you. I cannot. It's and just it was just over the top ridiculous the whole way through. It's drama that has no
1: substance
0: to it and no, like, background to back it up. You know what it was? It's like taking a teenager's fantasy of what they want when they're older and putting it into a book. Like Wattpad. Like Wattpad. Whereas, when you're a teenager, you're like, I just want to marry a rich guy who owns everything and will take care of me. And we're going to have twins. It's like a subdued Fifty Shades of Grey. Way worse. But, yeah. With none of the fun, BDSM. (laughs)
1: Chains (laughs) and
0: whips excite (laughs) me. Oh my gosh. But yes, this was our first blackout, and it's very much deserved. Yes. Yes, I hope you guys enjoyed that telling of One Indecent Night. Yes. It was quite a whirlwind, and I read it, so you do not have to.
1: (laughs) I enjoyed that because my face the whole time, go check out the YouTube, because I'm just like... Flabbergasted, truly Mm -hmm. so i'm still like i can't process this book all right guys go check out the seven husbands of evelyn hugo please it's it's so good so good and um check out our instagram and our tiktok um subscribe to our youtube and our podcast give us some likes you know all that jazz rate us (laughs) Maybe give us some five stars. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's uh, worthy. (laughs) We have fun, so we hope you guys have fun.
0: Yes, I hope you guys had a drink with us and enjoyed that telling. And we cannot wait for next week. It's Sophia's turn again. Yes. So excited. So excited. It's going to be fun. All right. We'll see you next week. On Drink, Drink, Read, Fabio. Fabio. Bye, you guys.